grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to today's episode. My name is Michelle. And I'm Rachel. And we've got a lovely, um, nice little roundup for the Royals this week. But before we get on to the Royal Roundup, let's talk about our lovely trip in London last week, Rach. What did we get up to and how did you find it? Oh, we did so much, didn't we? We went to um, the Wallace Collection first, um, which is a, fr- a free museum in London. Then we went to see the Latana elephants, which we've been talking about for ages on the podcast. And so it was great to see them in person and just the attention to detail and how many elephants there were. It was incredible. So if you're ever in London, it's definitely a must see, isn't it? Oh, it was it it actually was the one of the highlights of my day. I was so happy to see the Latana elephants and like I say we were running around London like it was nobody's business <laughs> we were so busy but I'm so glad that we actually got to see the Latana elephants and that was in Green Park and we were so busy we didn't even pop to Buckingham Palace we got straight back on the tube didn't we yeah yeah so we got straight back on the tube and then we went to Kensington Palace which we was running a bit late for <laughs> but we managed and to- we managed to get in there, didn't we? Oh, it was so busy. It was so busy, especially because they had the unveiling of the Diana statue. So I think everyone booked their tickets. Very similar to Rachel and I. We just wanted to go on our first free day. And obviously Saturday is busy there anyway. Yeah. So we got to see um, inside Kensington Palace. So we saw um, items and rooms from Queen Victoria's childhood. Then you go into an older part of the palace, which is King William and Queen Mary. And when you come out of that, we then went to the Royal Star Exhibition, which, again, we've been talking about on the podcast. And we got to see Princess Diana's wedding dress, which must admit, not a fan of. (laughs) I mean, obviously, it's an iconic dress, isn't it? But um, it's it's just not aged well at all, has it? I mean, like we've mentioned this like on previous episodes, Number one is not my favorite royal uh, wedding dress. Number two, it's of a very specific, it's it's a very 80s wedding dress, let's put it that way. But number three, I thought I'd like it more when I saw it in the flesh. And I actually don't. It it, it made me feel more repulsive towards (laughs) it. And I hate to say that because I'm not saying it's a horrible dress. I'm just saying it's very not it's not my style you know it isn't my style the color of it was absolutely so strange it's they said it was like an off ivory but it looked more of an apricot color to me like a peachy color there was a basket on the front there was a basket on the front what was that about so like a a, a basket in crystals on the front of it like an actual wicker basket everyone Um, I was expecting there to be a bit of fruit inside but there wasn't and I don't know the symbolism of the of the basket so I think I'd like to know a little bit more about the symbolism of the basket. Yeah, and then I got chatting to a person who works at the Kensington Palace about the dress. And I just asked whether it, you can take off that big, long train. And nobody knows. Nobody knows whether you can take that long train off. Do you know if you look at something, you think, okay, when I see it in person, it's probably going to have so many more details than I thought. It's probably going to look be- more beautiful than I thought. And it, it just didn't, it didn't have the wow factor for me. It just didn't. And again, 
it was still, even though it's been ironed, it was still creased. I couldn't believe it. So um, a beautiful representation of an 80s wedding dress. And that's all I can say about it. So then we came out of the Royal Style Exhibition and we went to the Sunken Gardens to see the Diana statue. And when you see the photos, it's really deceiving because you can't actually get up close to the statue. And if you head on over to our Instagram at Keeping Up The Windsor's Pod, you'll be able to see what we mean because we posted um, a video of when you first walk around, the first view that you get is the back side of um, the statue. And that's the closest that you get to it, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. But um, the garden itself is magnificent. The gardener designer Pip Morrison did a fabulous job and it's going to be incredible Like in the years to come. You could just tell it's going to smell amazing, it's going to look amazing. And it'll be interesting maybe to go um, in the autumn or winter months to see if it's any different. Yeah, and, and another thing to note, seeing it in person versus seeing the pictures it is an experience so when you go there there's this really soft music playing you smell the flowers it's the lake is very still it's a beautiful tribute to Diana and then you have the statue so then the statue becomes the added bit rather than the statue being the be all and end all and the gardens not to take into consideration we know it's it was one of Diana's favorite places in Kensington Palace and it was a wonderful tribute when we were there live I don't feel like I've changed my opinion from the last episode's first opinions of the statue I still don't think it's the I, I want to give it a mark out of 10 I feel like it's a five out of 10 you know <laughs> the one thing I would say about the statue is we saw a lot more detail that we didn't see in the picture so when you see the back um, end of the statue when you're behind it there's a, a bouquet of flowers carved into it the little boy at the front on the left hand side of Diana is holding a ball and you obviously don't see that in the pictures. The little boy holding the ball I think has got shoes and then the other two, the little girl and the little boy doesn't have any shoes on. So it's quite kind of a weird one of why one's got shoes on, one doesn't have shoes on. Also around the the plinth is an in- inscription on the one side it says diana princess of wales i think is that that's the right way isn't it yeah yeah diana princess of wales and then on the other one it says um unveiled by prince ha- uh william and prince harry and then it has the date the i think it's the first of july 2021 yeah so you don't see that in the pictures and it was something that i was like oh look at that i didn't realize it was gonna look that way so there's a lot of different details But the one thing I'd say is I really enjoyed the rest of the sculpture, apart from the Diana bit. Although, I mean, it looks like Diana. For me, it doesn't feel Mm. like Diana. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Definitely. And um, yeah, the overall, like you were saying, the, um, the overall vibe of the garden itself, you said in we did a live on Instagram the other day and we were talking about this. And you said it's the crowning glory. The garden itself is the crowning glory. And like you said, the statue is just an add-on. It is, yeah. And like I say, art is art. People are going to either love it or hate it or be indifferent. That's what art does. But the fact is, Prince William and Harry had commissioned this with the rest of the Spencer family, and they're happy with it. And I think that's the main thing, isn't it? They're happy with the representation. I mean, 
I don't think it's a it's an awful sculpture. I actually in in person it really goes well with the gardens. I just wish it it had a different feel when I look at Diana. It just feels a bit too um, serious and powerful. But that's just my interpretation because that's art, isn't it? Yeah. So head on over to our Instagram at Keeping Up the Windsor's Pod if you want to hear more about the statue and our day in London. Yeah, because we put lots of pictures up and there's a video up as well. So feel free to head on over there. We'd love to um, hear from you. So DM us as well. If you're listening on the podcast and you don't have Instagram, why not leave us a comment um, or like or, you know, do all the things, <laughs> do all the things we're podcasting. <laughs> We'd love to um, have uh, you as part of our royal community. Thank you for listening to this um, episode right now. And let's head on over to the Royal Roundup. Let's do it, Rach. We start the roundup by finishing up where we left off last week with the Queen's final day in Scotland. Her Majesty was accompanied by the Princess Royal visiting the Edinburgh Climate Change Institute and they arrived in a hybrid Range Rover car, which the Queen remarked on as she exited. But she was talking to the person who opened the door. She's like, this is an electric car. I was like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Um, Her Majesty uh, was presented with, get ready, Rach, two trees and will be planted as part of the queen's green canopy are you ready three two one Tree. <laughs> um, and she unveiled a plaque to mark the university's commitment to climate change so I really enjoyed this um, engagement for the Queen and the Princess Royal also this week Her Majesty received the Chancellor of the Federal Republic of Germany Dr Angela Merkel in the Oak Room in Windsor Castle and what I liked about this in the video on YouTube she asked Dr Angela Merkel how she arrived she's like I arrived by helicopter I was like oh how swish very snazzy very snazzy yeah so as we're recording this podcast the Queen has had an engagement this morning where she visited the set of Coronation Street which is a soap opera here in the UK it's one of the oldest soap operas What's it like going like 50 years now, isn't it? 60, I think. 60, wow. Yeah, yeah it's been on for a long time. And um, what was great about this is there's some videos that have been released. She was seen talking to um, cast members and they rolled out a red carpet for her. <laughs> yes, no cobbles for Her Majesty. <laughs> so Coronation Street is famous for its cobbled streets. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe they did that so that she wouldn't, you know, get a hill stuck. But <laughs> yeah, this is a wonderful engagement, very fun. And I also do think, though, is it is it necessary for the Queen to be in Coronation Street right now? I mean, she's still grieving, isn't she? Give her a break. But I feel like, you know, sometimes, as we've said before, people just like to get on with things, don't they? So they don't have time to sit and think. Maybe that's her way of coping. Yeah. Yeah. And and she's the queen, like all she's ever known is her work life as such. She doesn't she doesn't really get much holiday unless, you know, she's in Balmoral in the summer. Yeah, I guess you're right, isn't it? That's just part of the routine for her. The Duchess of Cambridge started the week at Wimbledon. Yay, we finally get to see some royal family at Wimbledon because at the start of last podcast, nobody had, had, had been there yet. Um, and by the end of this week, we actually would see Zara and Mike Tyndall 
the Duke of Kent and his daughter, the Lady Helen, with her son Cassius also in attendance. So it was a real like royal affair at the end of it, which was like, yay, amazing. <laughs> so whilst Catherine was there, she visited the Wimbledon Lawn Tennis Museum. And we also saw a try in a hand at this reaction station game. Have you ever played it, Rach, where the lights go on? You have to like uh, zap the lights as quick as possible. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, when I was a kid, I don't know how quick my reflexes would be now. <laughs> I take these things very serious. I remember in, um, I think it was Madden Two Swords in Blackpool, they've got the reaction uh, game. And honestly, I tr- Phil beat me hands down, but I was trying my hardest. Not very good. But the main thing here is she was wearing heels while she was doing it, looking so glamorous. I was like, wow, because <laughs> I do not look glamorous ever playing that game. She then took a seat in the Royal Box and in the Royal Box, she'd um, invited Joe Wicks and the Skip and Seek. So we heard about the Skip and Seek in, um, I think it was episode 16, when we were talking about Prince Charles doing the investitures at St. James's Palace. So that was lovely for him to be um, invited. And also Joe Wicks, Mr. YouTube P teacher uh, during the pandemic. So those two were also in the Royal Box with Catherine. Then we heard the news that Catherine had at some point been in close contact with someone who's been tested positive for COVID-19 in the days before. And therefore, Catherine is now self-isolating for the next 10 days. Have you had to self-isolate, Rach? No, I haven't yet. I've had COVID myself. So that's the only time I've actually self-isolated for the 10 days. Um, I mean, it's fine, but it's not fine. You know, especially when um, Catherine has all these engagements ahead of her. And she's had to cancel them all. So, yeah, I wonder if she's in her sweatpants right now. And hopefully, fingers crossed, she she's okay as well. She doesn't contract COVID. But I know we she's had her first jab. We don't know about whether she's had her second jab yet. This means also she missed out on the wonderful tea party um, at Buckingham Palace with William in attendance to celebrate the 73rd anniversary of the National Health Service here in the UK. Yeah, so she missed out on that. And it would have been lovely to have seen her, especially in a tea party outfit. I wonder what she would have worn. <laughs> and before the big tea event, William attended a service of Thanksgiving for the NHS at St. Paul's, which obviously Catherine would have been in attendance as well. Oh, so it's, um, yeah, just sad times. It would have been nice to have seen her there. Yeah, we we definitely missed out on a hat moment, didn't we? Oh, we love a Catherine hat moment. <laughs> we love it. Um, also keeping with the theme, the Queen awarded the NHS with the George Cross. Now, this is the UK's highest award for non-military courage. And the Queen wrote a personal message of thanks to the NHS. And it is only the third time that the award has been given out collectively, as it's usually given out to individuals. So the first was given to the island of Malta by King George VI for heroism and devotion to its people during the siege of Malta in World War II. And the second to the Royal Ulster Constabulary, now the police service, Northern Ireland, for their actions during the Troubles. So, yeah, it was um, it was nice to see. It was a handwritten, like, like we said, it was a handwritten note. And it was really poignant. And I'm glad that the media picked up on this because, as we know, throughout this whole year, no matter what country you're in, the people, you know, the doctors, the nurses, everyone that works in hospitals, they're the people that have really kept the country going. And also it makes me think. Who's got actually got the George Cross? Where is it being held? Who was, who was it awarded to? Where is it? It's in a collective um, case above somebody's toilet somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> like they do with the Oscars. <laughs> 
Um, on the Cambridge's socials this week, we also had an announcement from the Earthshot Prize. They're working in conjunction with the World's Lesson and they're inviting students and teachers to help repair the planet too. And the initiative is called Generation Earthshot. And finally, we had an appearance by William at the football as England played Denmark in the semi-finals, which they won. So they're now in the finals this Sunday. Um, and we had a lovely picture of William meeting Crown Prince Frederick crown princess mary and prince christian of denmark before the game so it was like royal meets royal i bet it was kind of one of those things it's like ah we're gonna beat you (laughs) i know (laughs) and as we know the european royal family are very close-knit and they are actually all connected in some way aren't they uh bloodline wise so um yeah that was that was uh, very interesting to see. Obviously, we we have our condolences to Denmark because they did <laughs> lose. But yeah, so that was um, the the Cambridges this week. At the start of the week, we also saw the Queen, Lady Louise, and the Earl and Countess of Wessex at the Royal Windsor Horse Show. Louise later competed in the show using Prince Philip's carriage gifted to her by Prince Philip when he died. We also saw Sophie out and about riding a tandem bike in aid of Vision Foundation, of which she is patron. And the bike ride was the start of an initiative to take rising unemployment among blind and partially sighted people. And finally, for Sophie, she was in Bristol with Princess Alexandra, who is the Queen's cousin. And firstly, they visited the Guide Dogs for the Blind Association, and then they finished their tour at the Windmill City Farm. So it was great to see Sophie on another engagement and also Princess Alexandra, who obviously we don't really see that often. I love the fact that they were together. And as we said, when Prince Philip passed away, that there's going to be a bit more togetherness within the royal family, especially with the engagements. And this is a wonderful way of them both coming together and uh, having a different dynamic as well, because normally it might have been just Sophie or just Princess Alexandra going, but actually then combined I really liked it. I thought it was, uh, you know, a really, really nice engagement and it was to do with animals. So I'm all there for it. (laughs) I'm all there for it. (laughs) And what's interesting about Princess Alexandra was her birth was the last to have the tradition of having the Home Secretary present to verify the birth of potential heirs to the throne. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So obviously this was (laughs) a tradition so that the baby wasn't swapped. If it was a girl, it wasn't swapped for a boy and vice versa. Um, but yeah, I, I found that really interesting. And she was born on d- December 25th, 1936. She was a Christmas Day baby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense, doesn't it? It makes sense in the in the grand scheme of things that they don't want the baby to be swapped. So it is the actual heir. But also it is a bit weird to have some random person there while she's giving birth. She was named after her great-grandmother, Queen Alexandra of Russia. Wow. Well, that was the Royal Roundup for this week. So now let's get going with the Royal News. So this week, Charles and Camilla have what is known as Wales Week, where they kind of like kind of like Scotland Week, but where they spend a week in Wales. Finally, Um, they came to (laughs) Wales. Croatia, Gabri. That's not to Wales, by the way. (laughs) So on the first day, Charles was by himself and he kicked off Wales Week by visiting the supermarket Iceland in Wrexham. Yes! That's why Charles goes to Iceland. (laughs) Never thought I'd see the day where (laughs) Prince Charles was in a budget supermarket. (laughs) 
Yeah. By the way, the um, tagline for the but the the supermarket is that's why mums go to Iceland. Just in case you've never heard of Iceland <laughs> before, <laughs> my joke makes no sense. <laughs> and he and he also paid a visit to Iceland headquarters, which he opened thirty four years ago. Yeah, and on their socials there was a there was two pictures, one today and one of him thirty four years ago, uh, with with his natural hair color. <laughs> oh bless him (laughs) oh and what I loved about it actually is he was they were showing him the sustainability of um the packaging so uh and that and Iceland was actually the first supermarket I think in the UK to stop having palm oil in any of their like brand the the Iceland branded products so they are very forward thinking as a as a brand as a you know an company he then went on to thank staff at the Wokhart vaccine factory now this quality control lab produces over 300 million doses of oxford astrazeneca and the site has been producing around 150,000 vials a day since the vaccination program was rolled out which is absolutely incredible it's amazing in the day charles visited the st winifred's well in flintshire which is a catholic pilgrimage site with the water inside the crypts believed to have healing properties. And we actually saw a video on the Clarence House Instagram where Charles was seen bending down, touching the water. It reminded me of when I went to the Roman baths in Bath and um, they were like, don't touch the water. And I was like, um, <laughs> of course you're going to touch the water. <laughs> I know. So I uh, kind of touched the water. Although this reminds me of something that happened to Rachel in the Wallace collection this week where you're not supposed to touch anything in the Wallace collection but Rachel touched the silk wallpaper (laughs) (laughs) I was like you're not supposed to touch it she was like "Uh, I just wanted to see how it felt (laughs) and it it. it is real silk FYI (laughs) you were like it's really soft oh just to be that rich to have silk wallpaper come on So on day two, Charles tested the River Simple's racer car, which is powered by a hydrogen fuel cell. And of course, he had to do a little test drive. He did. He loves a test drive. He was in the mini a couple of episodes ago, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, Not trying to blow the doors off. So (laughs) (laughs) I was I think this was a was it a purple car? Was that right? Is it green or purple? Green. It was green. So next we had Camilla's first engagement in Wales, which I absolutely loved. She went to meet people involved with the Hay Festival, which is a literature event which takes place annually. It's very big in Wales, the Hay Festival. Yeah, and this was incredible. And she said Hay Festival's principle of bringing readers and writers together is one that is very close to my heart. And there was a video and you saw her going into this bookstore and it was a beautiful bookstore. It had old creaky floors it was everything a bookstore should be. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, you could just smell it, yeah. like smell a vision. You just knew what it smelled like. As she was walking around, obviously they had like display of books and she and I think she made a remark of something like, oh, there's just so little time. You know, there's so many books. Yeah. We just have so little time. And obviously she is an avid reader. And she was actually given a um, bouquet of roses, which was made out of pages from a book. Yeah. Have you ever seen one of these in real life? Not in real life, no. My friend had one. I can't remember if it was for her wedding or some kind of like a, I can't remember like a birthday or something. And they're really beautiful in real life. You, they, there's so much work that goes into it. We then had a joint engagement where they toured the newly renovated Lantestrand Guildhall Heritage and Visitors Centre, which and this blows my mind was originally built in 1346. 
Oh yeah, we love a bit of old <laughs> history in, uh, on the podcast. So let me give you a little bit of a Welsh lesson. Um, if you have, so the, the, the word you're looking for is plantricent. Plantricent. If you have a double L in Welsh, it's plantricent. Mm, Listeners right now, all together, after me, plan. Go on, Rach, you do it. Plan. Yeah, amazing. Plantricent. And then you say with a Welsh accent, plantricent. <laughs> and also if you have the word C and H, it's so chwarae, it's such a weird sound you don't have it in, in English. It's chwarae, so that means to play, chwarae. Oh, getting a bit of an um, educational lesson here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> language lesson. Camilla visited the Hlanek Vineyard yes, in South Wales. Well <laughs> <laughs> um, who was celebrating their 10th anniversary. And of course, she had to have a sample. And she was heard saying just right on a day like this because it was quite sunny outside <laughs> yeah it was very sunny and she unveiled a plaque this is our second plaque attack plaque attack plus <laughs> she planted a vine which is technically a tree yeah I love a tree amazing they both went on to the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama where Charles was president and um, we also know how much Charles loves the arts and did you actually um, see or hear his Spotify playlist that they posted the other day? Oh no, I haven't. He was wasn't he also on the radio? He he was yeah. on um, the oh that's 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 it, isn't it? The Spotify. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So go on, go ahead and listen to their um, Spotify playlist. It is on their um, socials. So have a have a listen to that. And did you know that Charles has an official harpist? Yeah, I did know this. She's Welsh, Alice Hughes, which is very royal. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is actually a tradition of having an official harpist, which was first granted to John Thomas in 1871 by Queen Victoria. Oh, nice. It always reminds me of like um, when you see those period dramas that, well, way back in Shakespeare times where they have a jester, you know, they have their, their jesters and then they have their musicians. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it just feels very, it's a very royal thing to do, isn't it? To have a harpist. Yeah, definitely. And then he last paid a visit to um, the Macmillan Cancer, Cancer Support, which he is patron of. Um, again, just thanking those for their hard work and dedication for, you know, helping people at the end of their lives. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a, a busy week of engagements for Prince Charles and Camilla. And I'm just happy they're in Wales. I just love the fact that they're there. He also has a residency in Wales. And I did see that he had been showing around a poet laureate there. Apparently, I'm going to try and say this, because obviously I'm not fluent Welsh. So I'm just going to try and pronounce it in the way that I think it is. They have a royal residency in Wales, Llewenmermod. And he was shown around the poet laureate. Ivor Apglin around their lovely gardens and honestly their gardens are spectacular as you would expect them to be but especially they're not they don't live in this place so for the you know for the grounds um people who work there to keep it that pristine is incredible I would have liked to see a bit more of their of their house in Wales mm. uh, yeah and I've, I've actually didn't even know they had a residency in Wales so yeah, you know, that's what the podcast is teaching me every single week. I'm learning new things as I go along. And they're still carrying out engagements. So their um, tour hasn't finished yet, but we'll cover that in next week's episode to keep you up to date on all that's been going on in Wales. Amazing. We have a Keeping Up With The Windsor podcast first. 
And that is, we've got the Princess Royal in the royal news. I'm so excited about this because she's such an unsung hero of the royal family. And I thought she's done some amazing engagements this week. And I was like, let's put it in the royal news. So here is the Princess Royal's engagements. She has been super busy as normal. She accompanied the Queen on her engagements in Scotland. And then she was in Ireland to mark 100 years since its formation. She visited Atrium Castle Gardens and the volunteers there, and she gave them the Queen's Award for Voluntary Service for their work in the community. And we've seen the Queen's Award for Voluntary Service being given out quite a lot the last month. Um, And obviously, this is one that she's given out in person. And the Princess Royal then attended a reception at Hillsborough Castle for local voluntary and charitable organizations. And she spoke with people in the healthcare profession who've been working during the pandemic. And whilst at the castle, she also viewed the Northern Ireland centenary rose in the gardens. We've got the Prince Philip rose now at Windsor Castle, and they've now got a Northern Ireland centenary rose in the gardens of Hillsborough Castle. So, you know... I, I don't know whether this is a thing now as well, Rach. We've got trees, we've got plaques, <laughs> we've got roses. I mean, yeah, this sounds great. <laughs> we, lo- we love a garden, don't we? <laughs> oh, we love a garden. Uh, so later on in the week, she then went deep underground. Do you see this on their socials, Rach? Yeah. She, she went to the Thames Tideway Tunnel. Oh, she went to the Thames Tideway Tunnel Honestly, try and say that 10 times without uh, getting in a tongue twister. (laughs) And this is in London and it's been built to prevent millions of tons of waste polluting the Thames River. And she had the honor of fixing the last bolt at the Chelsea Embankment. What a wonderful initiative. Again, if the Princess Royal hadn't gone to that, uh, to the tunnel, we never, well, I would never have known about it. And um, it's, it's wonderful because I think the, there's so much waste in the in the Thames River at the moment. So to stop it and prevent that much um, waste going in from this point on, obviously when it's completed, is, is actually fantastic. But that's not all. <laughs> Anne also, it's weird saying Anne. I don't like saying <laughs> Anne. I feel like she's going to tell me off. <laughs> the Princess Royal received the City of London Livery Club 2020 Root and Branch Lifetime Achievement Award. Wow, that was a strain on my diaphragm just saying that in, a, in one <laughs> line. <laughs> um, and this award is in recognition of a service with the with the livery. So a little bit about this. Prince Philip was actually a member of the club and she honoured him in her speech when she received the award. So again, it's just something that we never would know about but I'm so glad that we get these little pockets of information. Mm. She is such a workhorse when it comes to royal family engagements. And I think it was important for us to kind of just acknowledge her in the royal news this week mm. and say, well done to the Princess Royal. The most hard work, well, we say the most hard work, and she does have the most engagements. They all work very, very hard. But I mean, you know, and I don't know about you, Rach, but they she does go to the opening of a postage stamp. <laughs> so I find it really bad for her, you know, that she has to go to a tunnel. This is going to stop waste getting into a river. You know, I wanted to go to a few more sexy engagements. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel like that's not her, though, is it? She the is. sexy engagements are Catherine all over. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's leave Ooh. those engagements to Catherine and maybe and maybe yeah. Sophie. <laughs> And then and we'll get down and day. But like we said, and doesn't get represented the way she should. And maybe that is a personal choice. But I feel sometimes 
the royal family socials they will post about her engagements on say for example twitter but they won't post on their instagram and you'll get more views especially if it's a video on the instagram um, yeah. So it's such a shame because we know how hard she works. But for people that aren't interested in the royal family, they they probably don't realise that about her. I know, exactly. That's it for the royal news this week. Next week, we have William. He's at a charity polo match, right? We haven't seen a polo match for ages. I know. So again, it would, it's a bit disheartening because Catherine probably would have accompanied him and probably would have given out the trophy to the winner. But obviously, we're not going to get that. And also, we've got the England final on Sunday. So I'm hoping for maybe another Prince George viewing. Yeah. Although, oh, yeah, it's it's only the person who comes into contact with somebody somebody with COVID is supposed to isolate. So the rest of the family can be out and doing things. Well, we can only hope, can't we? And oh, I'd love to see Charlotte there as well. Oh, I'd love to see Charlotte. Yeah. feel like her time is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so lots and lots of little bits of information from the Royals this week. Rach, MVP of the week, girl. Who is it for you? My MVP of the week is Princess Anne. Because like we've said, she's the unsung hero of the royal family. Um, She does carry out a lot of engagements. She doesn't get noticed and really should do more on the socials that the royal family post about. But yeah, hardworking royal, gets down and dirty, does the job, doesn't complain, just much respect to her and may she long continue. Absolutely. I could have said it better myself. I'm going to add an extra one in. It's definitely Charles in Iceland. Loving it. <laughs> Keeping it real, getting down and dirty with the mums. Oh God, that sounds dirty, do not it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he left with a, a prawn ring <laughs> a ring of prawns and some onion rings <laughs> some frozen food for sure um, I really like this engagement because again where would be the last place you'd expect a royal to be it'd be in Iceland <laughs> I, I just really enjoyed that I thought it was brilliant I'd love to shout out Danny B 1985 a grateful chicken mama for being so gracious and lovely to us on our live on Instagram this week just want to say a big up to Danny I hope you have a lovely time in Kensington this weekend and uh, thank you so much to everyone who has viewed our videos our pictures who's joined us for a live and also commented on the podcast left a like and followed it really means so much to us that um, you're able to support the podcast and our Instagram but also that you're part of the Royal community so thank you so much to everybody out there we're gonna do a royal community country of the week and it's actually going to go to although it's not a country we'll do a state we're going to give this state to oregon um and the reason why is because when we look at our podcast statistics there are a few lovely listeners in oregon and we'd just like to say Hello. Thank you so much for listening right now. And uh, big up to you. I hope you're having a wonderful day out there. As to all our Royal Community listeners. Um, we just also wanted to mention Christy, who's been a great supporter of us. She has an account called The Prince and His Duchess. Um, she had reached 20,000 followers and her account got deleted. This was on Instagram, wasn't it? Yeah, this was over on Instagram, which is just so sad. She's so lovely and so hardworking and part of the royal community. And for that to happen to her, especially when she hit 20,000 followers. Yeah, and her new Instagram account, if you want to go and follow her, is from Burke Hall with Love. And her account is dedicated to Charles and Camilla. So yeah, go and follow her because she's 
been a great supporter of us since we started our podcast and we talk on a regular basis and we feel like we know Christy and we just um, wish her all the luck on her new page. So that's it for this week. We hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at Keeping Up The Windsor's Pod. Don't forget to follow here on our podcast. Yeah, and, and if you can share the podcast in any which way on your socials, that would just help us so much to build the royal community and to get our lovely podcast out there into uh, in, into the world, into the ether. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you so much. We'll see you next week on Keeping, Keeping Up With The, the Wizards. Wizards.